them high on my list of tunes to relate to. Take the song Dulaman, for example, which presents a conversation between two seaweed collectors, Dulaman Gelek and Dulaman Morak. Dulaman Gelek has a beautiful daughter whom Dulaman Morak wants to marry, but Dulaman Gelek is far less thrilled with the proposal, so Dulaman Morak simply elopes with the daughter. Perhaps what makes the sea shanty so easily appealing is the natural circularity of its rhythms, even though it seems to be proceeding in a linear fashion from the beginning of the song until its end, whenever that may come, within several minutes or, as many of the original sea shanties were sung out at sea, for the better part of an hour. One wonders, for instance, how long various sea shanties ran and how many of them might have been sung during the first known circumnavigation of the earth back in the early 15th century. 490 years ago today, Ferdinand Magellan set sail with five ships from Sanlúcar de Barameda, Spain, on a voyage around the world that he would not finish. Four of his ships would be lost. Magellan would die as a failed proselytizer in the Philippines, and one of his Basque captains, Juan Sebastián del Cano, would bring the Victoria, the only remaining vessel of the flotilla, home to Spain to complete the voyage. It was perfectly appropriate that Magellan, born a Portuguese, had become a Spanish citizen so that he could embark on his expedition. At the time, Portugal and Spain were the world's two leading maritime nations, constantly and literally in a tug-of-war over rights to the world's oceans. Twenty-five years before Magellan sailed, Pope Alexander VI had made a proclamation, basically dividing the Earth's waters at 46 degrees and 30 minutes west longitude. Everything west of that imaginary line belonged to Spain, everything east to Portugal. Of course, the rivalry continued, and the fray was soon joined into by the up-and-coming nautical powers of England and France and other European countries. And as we've seen over the years, and especially late of in Maine, territorial waters can become as fraught with human tension and stress in microcosm as they do in macrocosm. Also, in a sense, the pyrotechnics of these local skirmishes the past couple of weeks have seemed almost like earthly precursors to the celestial fireworks of the Perseid meter showers expected to occur the next couple of nights. My Midsummer Night's Dream this year happened during the day, last Tuesday down in Rockland and Owl's Head. I was playing chauffeur for my girlfriend who was doing her annual workshop at the Farnsworth Art Museum. After I dropped her off there, I headed over to the Maine Lighthouse Museum and visited with the outgoing manager and soon-to-be Maine organic farmer, Julie, comparing notes as to how the season was faring at her place and at my flying venue near Mount Desert Island. My daydream happened between Rockland and another waypoint on my network and agenda, the Owl's Head Transportation Museum, when I noticed a bumper sticker on a pickup truck ahead of me. It read, quote, National Marine Fisheries Service, destroying fishermen and their communities since 1976, close quote. Many of us might know that in 1976, the U.S. Congress passed the Magnuson Fishery Conservation and Management Act, officially declared that the country's exclusive economic zone, or EEZ, extended 200 miles from shore. Other of us might also know that the EEZ is only one of the Law of the Sea Principles ratified by the United Nations Law of the Sea Convention. Moreover, that is the only law which the United States has ratified from that convention and then amended on its own. 
Last week, Melissa Waters wrote an informative piece on these matters in the popular Mid-Coast newspaper, The Free Press. And speaking of principles, one of the most basic principles of human nature is that we often hurt those who are closest to us, not simply because of the simple ease of accessibility, but for a host of other reasons. This can extrapolate quickly to another fact. The most violent crimes are perpetrated by people the victims usually think they know pretty well, such has been the case in the latest unrest among lobstermen. But other ingredients are also at work. Prices on lobster have been down for a while. The number of traps being set in the coastal waters is up, as is the general level of stress, which creates a general condition of agitation that is disturbing to any species, humans being no exception. Ah, if only a sea shanty or two could becalm us for a while. From Orono, Maine, where one way or another, we always manage to have an interesting summer. Have a great day. in the sea of love I've been trying to catch one I've been dreaming of I guess I caught me four or five just enough to keep my hopes alive I let them go cause they wouldn't do but I caught a keeper when I caught you I caught a keeper when I caught you And on over to my lucky spot I tell them that's all right by me There are lots of fish in the deep blue sea But you're my limit and I don't need to Cause I caught a keeper when I caught you 